a oh quote of the day quote of the day here it is your path matters more than your past your path matters more than your past that quote from the one and only david rutz rocket power welcome back to brian's beat i'm brian pleasure to be with you thursday evening i you know many of you know me as brian the cab driver and yes i love to drive around so thursday evening i was out at an event in uh, swansea and it's been a while since i've been out in that territory and so I decided to take a little jaunt down uh, Route 103 that takes you into Warren, Rhode Island. And I went down there and I was looking at some of the some of the stores, some of the buildings, you know, just looking around, playing curious me. On my way back... I was looking at the sign that was telling me that I was leaving Warren, Rhode Island, and going into Swansea, Massachusetts. And it was interesting because on the side of the street that I'm on, there are two houses as you approach first the the sign that says leaving Warren or entering Swansea. And then a little bit, I don't know, could have been maybe maybe 10 yards, 15 yards, is the entering Massachusetts sign. And I'm drawing, you know, basically a a straight line. I had to do a double take because I couldn't believe I'm looking at, at these houses and it looks like the town line and the state line go through two different homes. And being the curious idiot that I am, I'm trying to figure out, well, how do they do this? So you've got one home that's in Warren, Rhode Island, and, and it looks like the line just splits right through the house. So that's Swansea, but it's Swansea before you actually enter where the entering Massachusetts sign is. And even at that time, that house is split if if you if we have a straight line i it's very difficult to tell exactly where the line is drawn there's no chalk mark and you might be saying well all right brian what's the big deal i became interested in this kind of stuff back when i was a kid back when i was 10 years old my mom bought a house in framingham the house that i grew up in And it happens that our property ended and the town of Sudbury began. Now, back when we moved in, there were no houses on on what became a Sudbury Street a couple of years later. So there was a whole bunch of woods. And the property line that marked off not only the end of our property, but the beginning of Sudbury was clearly marked on a tree. 
Then they started building houses so you could, you know, if there was no offense, but those, those houses over there that I could see through our yard were in Sudbury. But that always, that always ticked my fancy, so to speak. So whenever I seem to be approaching another town, I say, well, where's that border? And so, you know, biggie, huh? I, but I am curious. As a person I, that I was with on a Thursday evening, she said, well, she lives in Barrington, and there's something similar to where she lives, and the assessor's office gives a property tax in Barrington, and I think the other town was either Seekonk or... Um, or maybe it was Warren. I'm 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 not quite sure, but that that property gets two different property tax bills. Can you imagine that? How weird. Anyway, I'm with my sons on another day, and I think it was Wednesday. We got together, and we had to go over to Bosworth Insurance. And as we were leaving Bosworth Insurance, Sue, the woman who was working with us, said, well, would you like a calendar? And I'm thinking to myself, well, I've got a calendar on my phone. I think I'll pass. How about a farmer's almanac? I have, I've never really picked up a farmer's almanac before, but they've been around since 1818. How do I know? I got the Farmer's Almanac right here. So I'm looking at January 2024 weather forecast for the Northeast and New England. January 1st through the 3rd. Wet snow, rain for New England. Mixed precipitation. For the 4th through the 7th, frigidly cold Scattered snow showers and flurries. The 8th through the 11th. Wintry mix snow, sleet, rain. The 12th through the 15th. Storm moves northeast from Gulf of Mexico, bringing a round of rain snow. I've gone through every day now from the 1st through the 15th. And it sounds like we're getting some type of precipitation, sounding like it's going to be cold. Wintry mix, snow, sleet, rain. Storm moves northeast from Gulf. Let's see, 16th through the 19th, cold with some snow. 20th through the 23rd, clearing skies, but cold. 24th through the 27th, clear skies. But frigidly cold. 28th through the 31st, fast moving disturbance brings gusty winds and a light to moderate snowfall. If you believe the almanac, the farmer's almanac, that is, that's your January. I didn't bother to look at February. I, I figured if that's January, it's time to think about packing the bags. I don't know. I, are you big on the Farmer's Almanac? I don't even know how accurate the Farmer's Almanac is. 
but we've got one, and it's it's predict. Well, you know what? I've got the almanac. I'll keep it in my bag, and when we end uh, January, I was going to say July. When we end January, we'll take a look and see how accurate the farmer's almanac is. Okay, you stay there. Don't go away. There was a lot of talk during the week about a party, holiday party for elected officials of color in and around the city of Boston. And I thought, well, you know, you've got the checkers game, you've got the chess game. Mayor Wu says it was her turn to throw this party. And she says it's something that's been going on for quite some time. It was her turn. She was going to throw it at the Parkman house. So I thought to myself, okay, yeah, so she's throwing a party, but it's only for elected officials of color. Now, I understand if you are a person that is not of color, so to speak, that might, it might irk you that there would be such a party. My thought process was, well, is this a party that's being thrown with government money? And as I read on into the story, I found out, no, it is not. And then I came back, well, then what's the big deal? What's the big deal? The big deal is that an aide to Mayor Wu apparently accidentally sent the email out about the party to all the members of the Boston City Council, of which about half are not people of color. And then, of course, there had to be an apology for sending that out. Now, being the suspicious person that yours truly is, and by the way, I kind of get paid to be like that, so I'm happy to be what I am. My thought process is, okay, so maybe it's not an accident that this email went out and it brings up a storm of controversy so people can go off while other things are now pushed to the back burner. Because in the city of Boston, aren't they talking about rent control? Aren't they talking about folks that aren't citizens being able to vote You start talking about an elected officials of color holiday party, and that's going to provoke more storm, more controversy than that other stuff. Takes the other stuff off the front burner and puts it on the back burner with the with the rice and maybe the uh, Brussels sprouts. Any thoughts? Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I thank you for your patience. Welcome. Hello. Hello. You mentioned the 
Farmer's Almanac? Yes, it did. Now, I bought it once, and it said Old Farmer's Almanac, and the person yelled at me that I got the wrong one, and it looked pretty much the same kind of yellow cover. Does y'all say Old Farmer's Almanac? No, it doesn't. It just says since 1818, Farmer's Almanac for the year 2024. That's and it's it, and it's not... It, this is more of a, a paperback yes. edition as opposed to the more bound paperback edition. Okay. Yeah, so, you know what is... You remember the TV guide? Yes. It's like the TV guide. Yes. A little thicker, though? Like newspaper print? No, believe me, the print... Well, maybe newspaper print. I had to put my glasses on to read it. Right, but the material... Yeah, yeah, kind of, yes. Yeah, but there's one called the Old Farmer's Almanac, and I get yelled at because I can never find the one that says Farmer's Almanac. I, so I don't buy well, it wait, anymore. Wait a minute. First. So the Farmer's Almanac is is the real old Farmer's Almanac? They seem to have the same kind of name and uh, been around for like uh, decades or a hundred, hundred years at least. It's the same thing, but it says Old Farmer's. So I just I just ordered one and it says old farmers. I could not but, find one that says But you farmers. get one all the time? I mean if you're ordering uh, one? I usually find this person because they're a weather nut, they love the weather. But I could put it I could write in the almanac, uh, January is gonna be snowy and rainy. I could put that. If you put down it's gonna be a, a tornado, then hey, I pay attention. Well, but I just about every day that I mentioned, at least for the first 15 days, there's going to be some type of precipitation. Now, I suppose, as you're saying it, it, just because it says the Northeast and New England, it doesn't mean that here in, in, in our backyard we're going to see that precipitation. Yes, we're lucky. We've been very lucky. Well, for the past few years, but what about, what about this coming winter? Hopefully we're lucky again. Well, then the farmer's almanac is no good. I need to throw it out. No, what you do is by week by week, because all of a sudden it'll hit. It's like a fortune teller. <laughs> She'll hit right sometimes. <laughs> and that's what's going to happen. But I don't want to buy one of these. I mean, this this covers, it looks like the whole year. Uh, yeah, December. Let me tell you what's going to happen in December of 2024. Lots of clouds, rain, wet snow, then clearing, cold. That's for the first three days of December. Okay, but it has quotes in it. It's an interesting re, uh, readability kind of a you know book. It has lots of stuff in it. Quotes, uh, how to plant your food, your you know your seeds, what time. It's an interesting little uh, you know almanac. All right. Well, I don't what, what, what I will do is I will peruse it and see if there's anything that is really worth me chomping on. And if so, I'll bring it up another time. Okie dokie. All right. Thanks for the call. I Bye-bye. do appreciate it. 508-996-0500 is how you get on to the program today. And it's time now for the one, the only, Jim Phillips and Town Square Sunday. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, everyone. And here's what's happening this week on Town Square Sunday. Your theater in New Bedford now has a permanent home, the Steeple Playhouse on William Street. Eric Paradise will tell us the main players behind the transformation of the historic First Baptist Church into a performing arts center. He'll also look at upcoming performances for that 77-year-old theater group. 
In an encore broadcast, we'll talk with Melanie Edwards-Tavares, the new leader at the South Coast Community Foundation. We'll also learn more about upcoming programs at the New Bedford Fishing Heritage Center. Join me for Town Square Sunday, Sunday morning at 6 on 1420 WBSM and 99.5 FM. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. It's time now for the Bitcoin Biz Barometer, where we measure the universal crypto marketplace. Woo! It's like going down a greased pole. Bitcoin down $1,962 from last Saturday at this time, coming in at $42,220. Ethereum also down, let's see, coming in at $2,243. That's down $142. Bucks. Binance Coin, $247, up $3. Binance Coin's the only one up. XRP, 62 cents, down 7 cents. Solana, 74, down $3. Cardano is down a penny, coming in at 61 cents. And new to the list, Avalanche. Avalanche coming in at $41. Don't know what happened to little Dogecoin. I think it went down a little. But Avalanche actually went up quite a bit. That's your Bitcoin Biz Barometer for today, December 16th, 2023. As always, I get my my numbers, my figures from CoinMarketCap.com. CoinMarketCap.com. So I brought it up about uh, Mayor Wu defending her decision to host a holiday party for elected officials of color. And I have no problem with that. So I, I know somebody is probably kicking their heels right now or maybe their slippers. And they're saying, well, how would you feel if there was a whites only elected officials holiday party? That depends. If it's on their own private money, it's not on government money, not on government time. It is what it is. I'm sure those types of parties happen anyway. Just like I'm sure there are other elected official of color parties that happen. It's on somebody's private time. You know, why are we in such a stupor here in, in the Commonwealth and in the United States? There are people that want to be with their own type every once in a while. Why is that a problem? If it's not on government, government's time. Government, government's money. Why can't it be like that? It's like even within the schools, you can't hand out Valentine cards, Easter eggs, Uh, holiday cards, unless it's for everybody in the class. This inclusiveness has gotten so foolish, it's ridiculous. But be that as it may, I'm not sure exactly how this whole elected officials of color party got started up in the city of Boston. 
But it's something that's been going on for about a decade. And even a, a former, or I, I say former, he's not running for re-election, Boston City Councilor, his name is Frank Baker, he says he doesn't get offended by this. You don't want me at a party? I'm not going to go to your particular party. I guess that makes sense. You weren't invited. Why would you go? But there are people out there that feel, you know, you didn't include me at your party. How dare you? How dare you have a, in this particular case, a party only for elected officials of color? Now, this guy, Frank Baker, he's not upset, but I'm sure that there are a couple of city councilors up in Boston that are saying, wow, if we had done something that was whites only, the fur would fly. And you know what? My guess is that person is right. But it shouldn't be like that. This is me talking. It, it, it should not be like that. Can't, can't people of a particular race, religion, get together and have a good time and it not be seen as a race-oriented thing? race-oriented event? Well, that's what we have going on. Uh, Made big news for a couple of days up in the city of Boston. Another thing that made some pretty big news. Governor Healing. Governor Healing has been promising, promising, promising spending cuts, budget cuts. And what happened the other day? Not long after the $3 billion supplemental budget is passed, folks are saying, now what about the spending cuts? Governor Healy shrugs her shoulders, eh, ain't happening. It ain't happening. So here we are, a commonwealth that is lagging millions of dollars behind in in tax collections and the projections. Now all of a sudden, <laughs> no budget cuts. Isn't it isn't it odd how it always works like that? You you campaign saying one thing and, oh, well, I guess we can't do what I what I campaigned on. How many times have we heard stories like that? How many times have we heard stories like that? And yet it continues. Why? Remember 250 years ago today? No, I know you don't remember. You weren't alive. I wasn't either. 250 years ago today, the Boston Tea Party. And that was over a tea tax. If folks are willing to go off over a tea tax, which, you know, certainly in its day 
would have been considered a little hefty, but nothing compared to what we go through today with property taxes, with the sales tax. Can you think about this for a second? The sales tax is, what, a minimum 6.25% here in the Commonwealth? Can you imagine if in 1773, Massachusetts had a state sales tax of 6.25%? Can you imagine? Never mind a T-tax. We are way too complacent here in the Commonwealth and, and in this country. We see things that are going on that most people see and disagree with. And yet, we are not willing to do something about it. Whether it means getting a, a ballot referendum on, on, on an election ballot. Whether it means voting those that we call the bums out. I would not want to see something similar to a Boston Tea Party. I certainly don't want to see a Russian revolution. But if we're sitting on our hands, then we say to the legislature, we say to the governor, we say to Congress, we say to the president, do what the hell you want to do because, darn it, we just don't care. 508 Hello. Yes, Brian. Good morning, Don, up in Stoughton here. Um, yeah, that's the, the Massachusetts sales tax. Did you know that's a temporary tax? Always has been. There you go. Always See, has as, been. As is the excise tax on automobiles for private, non-commercial usage. It was a temporary tax from 1940. Hmm. My guess, you know 1940, that? huh? Why, yeah, why 1940 of all years? It was to help pay for possible war. And I guess we're still at war in Massachusetts. Well, I guess oh, so. Wait a second. The income tax, too. The, the victory withholding income tax of 1942 that was apply, applied federally was a temporary income tax for World, World War II. And they needed it and quicker. Still, That's why it was a withholding. Whoa, wait a second. Did you know that they made wages into income uh, when the first income tax appeared in 1916, it was on the dividends and interest on investments. That's income. Income is gain on the principal. Okay. But FDR and the Democrats said, well, we're just going to claim that wages, which is a barter system. I give you my labor, which is my principal, and you give me money in return, but my labor, my principal, diminishes every day so it's not true income it's it's a, a terrible way of saying income i mean how do wages and interest on uh investments equal the same income i i can never understand that but in 1945 are, are you supposed voted, to understand see but isn't that the way it yeah. always is social security was was voluntary at the time Yes, and and, and now look at and then for the longest time, government workers didn't have to be involved in social security. Correct. Look how things have they changed. Got a pension. And yeah, no. I I still have a social security card. It's it's 
more or less mutilated, but it says not for identification purposes. Where do you go yeah, now that, that? You, that that people just willingly want to know at least the last four digits of your Social Security number? Yeah, and, and another thing, Brian, is inflation is taxed. The original $1,000 personal deduction from 1916 adjusted for inflation would be almost $80,000, Brian, before the government would take a penny out in, quote, income taxes. Um, do they do that or, or is or inflation taxed too? I think inflation is taxed and, and, and it's <laughs> you, you bring it yeah, up as no. inflation. Imagine Imagine what it's like. You invest a thousand dollars. You 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 say mutual fund, whatever stocks, bonds, right, right. So you you take your money and you put it in there. Whether let's let's say in this particular case, you're able to use pre-taxed money. Okay. Well, so over the years, that money gains. You know, you've gone from a thousand, let's say, up to ten thousand, just for the sake of conversation. Right. When you go to take that ten thousand out, which is mandatory by at least age seventy-two or seventy-three, are you taxed on the original one thousand, or are you taxed on all ten thousand? All ten thousand, because that's income. That's right. Do you know, Brian? Brian, if you read Title Twenty Six of the Income Tax Code, they tell you the sources of income but they never tell you what income is. It's like saying we're going to tax water, and they say the sources of water are clouds, rivers, stream, toilet bowl, hole in the ground, but they don't identify water, which is dihydrogen oxide. They, they tax the sources, Brian, but they don't tell you what it is. They don't tell you what income is. You know, I, I you come back to that. what I was saying about the Boston Tea Party. We, we have become too complacent here in Massachusetts and in the United States, we let the lawmakers, the elected officials, they get you away. Correct. I don't want to say they get away with murder, but, you know, certainly seems well, like Brian, it. Brian, the people do not know what their rights are here in Massachusetts or in the United States. And if you don't know what your rights are, then you have to depend on somebody else. And if they're lying to you, you have no rights at all. Remember, the tax on tea... Brian, the king could have taxed the East India Tea Company, all right? Whatever you sell, I'll take 10% of what it is that you sell. But he didn't do that, Brian. He got right in the faces of the colonists and said, you pay the tax on this tea, and the tax has to be paid in gold or silver coin so that they could take and empty all the coinage out of the United States and then have them depend upon the Bank of England paper currency which circulated at whatever value the king said it was. They you know on. what? You, you, I couldn't have said it any better. They I mean, it, it, you, 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 yeah, they finally caught on. They finally yeah. caught on. The my, my, no problem, my problem is we the people today are not catching on, and it won't be too long before the Commonwealth and the country go broke, absolutely broke. No. Brian, can you tell me where in the Massachusetts Constitution the privilege is granted to the general court to create a right of free housing based upon taking the money away from people who earn the money in the first place? You cannot destroy a right by creating another right. No argument, it but it, I'm going to come back to what I'm 
what I'm talking about. Yep. People are complacent. Yep. You know, they they get a, a, a dog biscuit, and all of a sudden they wag their tail. Yeah. They're happy. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Great call. Thanks, I Brian. appreciate it. 508-996-0500 is how you get on to the program. Next hour, Leon Corey, Selectman, Town Affair. Well, we are approaching.